listening to another episode of State Hornet Spotlight. I'm Alexis Hunt, and today I'm here with Maya Coleman to talk about her experience as a woman of color in today's society. Thank you for joining us today. So Maya, go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and any of the organizations you're a part of here on campus. Yes, hello everybody, thank you for having me. Um, I'm a super senior, I've been here for quite a while, finishing up my degree in philosophy with a concentration in ethics, politics, and law. Um, and for as far as organizations that I'm involved in on campus, I'm heavily involved in the Black Student Union, um, and have been since I was here my freshman year, um, and then as well as other nonprofit organizations off campus too. Okay, um, what are some of those nonprofit organizations and how did you go about um, getting involved with them? Yeah, um, I first started off with working with Project Optimism, uh, which is a nonprofit based in Sacramento that is really associated with helping um, uh, children of color, um, ones who are normally at risk to, you know, like different retention rates for graduation and those type of things. Uh, so they work hands on in, in the community with, with the youth. Um, there's another one um, called Be Mad. Um, it was specifically for black male mentors uh, to be on campus with the students and, and pro providing that mentorship, but they also opened it up to the Black Student Union to volunteer. Um, and then I'm working on my own. We're not a nonprofit yet, um, but I'm working on my own um, youth organization as well called uh, Five Fifths. Okay. And what was the goal? Because I've seen on your social media, you have something called My Birthright. Yeah. What is what is that about? Oh, My Birthright, um, I started it back in 2018. Um, we launched in 2019, but um, it's a crowdfunded initiative that's dedicated to creating space for group economics opportunities to take place. Uh, I truly believe in like the economic well-being of the black community, um, in addition to other sides of our well-being as well, but specifically focusing on how we could put our money together to solve our own problems and, um, and really like go around uh, issues that we feel like we have solutions to um, and I feel like economic um, support is is like really important in that initiative right. um, so right now we're working to raise around five thousand uh, dollars that's a small goal but it's a big goal depending mm -hmm. on you know the, how yeah. you look at it um, and 50% of that will be going to an amazing organization doing um, dope work in Arusha Tanzania um, oh, it's wow. called Tanzania in different uh, different in ways of how you pronounce it, uh, but mm -hmm. we over here call it Tanzania. Okay. Um, and yeah, they work with the youth over there, providing resources, um, classes. They're working on building clinics and schools. Um, so I just wanted to figure out how I could support them. Yeah. We first started it off, like when it first got started in 2018. I just wanted to do something for my birthday to give back. So we ended up raising like... Uh, the goal was to raise money enough money for like one scholarship. I was like hoping for like five hundred dollars, right. but we ended up raising around twenty four hundred dollars, and we split it into two scholarships. One of which was like a student um, who partook in a poetry slam, won one of them, and the other one she was nominated um, through Project Optimism actually. Um, okay. So we gave those two scholarships to the youth. So now we're working on working on other projects that create that ec um, economic opportunity, you know, right. and. Um, the other 50% will actually be going into, the, like, developing the programs I'm working on. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that's, the, that's my birthright. That's awesome. That's great. So with all those organizations, and then also you said you're majoring in philosophy with mm -hmm. other concentrations. After you graduate, what do you hope to do with all this and where do you, where do you want to go like what's your goals <laughs> yeah my goals are very vast I'm not gonna lie to you um, <laughs> they sound crazy to me all the time which I that's why I know I'm on the right track because they scare me a little bit yeah <laughs> um, but ultimately I, I want to continue down the entrepreneurial side of okay. things I see myself owning my own businesses um, and nonprofit organizations that directly benefit the people I want to serve mm -hmm. um, so I'm huge on community service I'm huge on you know using my resources my time my energy to give back 
back in some positive way uh, mm-hmm. while I'm still here. So um, that's what my goal is, to just continue to serve my community um, and travel and yeah. Right, that's awesome, that's awesome. So with Women's History Month, it is clear that in the past and still in the present, women of color and black women especially have been underrepresented and often left unprotected in today's society. So focusing on being underrepresented, what are your thoughts on this issue and do you feel included in things like in terms of Women's History Month as a woman of color? Mm, Great question. Um, My feelings on it. Well, America has a long history of uh, leaving out, you know, the black community and specifically um, not supporting women, let alone black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've definitely seen that throughout, you know, my own personal family lineage, uh, but also my personal experience um, in the education system, um, in the workforce, um, all these different sectors that impact my life um, mm-hmm. to where it has not been anything close to easy. Um, mm-hmm. There's this constant pressure to... It's a pressure, but it's like, it's just the reality. The facts are that um, I do have to almost overcompensate um, or over, um, I guess, sell my skills and my abilities in order to be um, equally as competitive in the workforce and Mm -hmm. um, in school um, and also receive that support from people who are are technically, right, were paying to be a part of a certain system, such as um, the university. Mm -hmm. Um, So having that support has been a challenge for sure. Um, I was pretty intentional with um, looking for resources. The Black Student Union has definitely been a major part in how I was even able to connect outside of the organization and and go more towards um, maybe like the MLK Center. Mm and building a relationship with um, just different um, faculty on on campus that can, you know, support me um, uh, mentally, emotionally, um, and even financially in some cases. Um, So it's definitely been a challenge. And I know that if I wasn't connected in certain ways, I would have not had the opportunity to do that. So that's one of Mm -hmm. my main goals is when I do interact with students who who need the support and don't um, know where they can go. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel like we come in as far as like, this you one you deserve to be here you have a right, right. to be here and you also um um need that support so yes. whatever we can do to support you you know i think asking mm-hmm. for help um is something that's not easy for uh, for my, our, our community to do yes um yes. and us feeling like i said that pressure of like you have to overwork um in order to just get equal if not close to equal mm-hmm. the amount of respect or um uh, resource opportunities so there's many different challenges that are faced for sure yeah. um, that some are being addressed, um, but there's a long, long um, struggle ahead mm-hmm. that we have in order to reconcile kind of the damage that's been done to our community. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, going back to one of the issues I stated, um, I noticed on one of your uh, social media pages, you talk about the question of who is going to protect the black women. Can you elaborate a little bit on that and share your insight? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, the black family unit has been damaged historically, um, not just in America, but throughout the African diaspora, Mm -hmm. um, and the unit, um, just economically, socially, uh, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things play a huge part in the individual's success. Mm -hmm. And, um, when you have, um, the black community that has been attacked on multiple different levels and the family unit has been disrupted again, economically, uh, socially, it creates um, a lot of 
I guess, um, what's the word? Like conflict, conflict between yeah. the unit that, you know, like divorce and, and all of these different sectors that um, play into part of like the, the, the damage that was done, right? Like mm -hmm. if we're, if we're, constantly fighting with each other or we don't have a strong connection with each other or, or the children don't have a strong connection to the parents, um, we can't just look at that's like a personal choice. So that's just a, uh, right. it's it's separate from the main issue. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really important to focus on all the other factors that play a part in why there's um, conflict in the home. Um, so with black women in regards to the protection of black women, I think again, women in general have had to overcompensate in order to be looked at as human, looked right. at as equal, looked at as even more qualified in some cases so um yeah black women the protection of black women is both um to me necessary in the household mm -hmm. uh, with whatever partner that you know she decides if she just even decides to have a partner um but also within the society that she has to um exist in you know what yes. i mean um, if we're a part of uh if we're a part of like the moral community mm -hmm. legally a part of the community um i believe we deserve um the equal amount of protection yes um, so Yes, there's a lot to reckon. Again, there's that reconciliation is like we can't forget, again, those other factors that play into why black women feel so unprotected. Mm -hmm. um, both even if you look at the statistics of, you know, the mortality rate of black women who ha give birth, right, how they're treated right. in the medical system, how they're treated at in the workplace, um, different things again directly impact the overall well-being of black women right right exactly yeah. i remember reading up on a study that talked about how black women are they have a higher chance of miscarrying due to some of the stress of being a black woman in this society that comes with like all the stress and yes. everything with that and it's like really blew my mind because yes. that's not something you often think about right. is you know and then also you know sometimes lack to medical attention like you mentioned yeah absolutely so yeah the bias especially the the implicit bias is what I'm I'm really into. So with philosophy, mm -hmm. we got the, you know, the logic side, we got the virtue, the, the moral side, and we also have like the bioethics side of things um, in regards to just understanding the research now that's being in support of all of these complaints that we've had before that were just theories, but now actually have some scientific uh, backing uh, that that we can point to to say, hey, there's a problem here. There's a bias here that still exists. It's still prevalent, even mm -hmm. though... Um, quote unquote slavery has ended, there's still these um, everlasting effects of what has taken place and we have to direct it head on without being afraid yes. um, to call it what it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, so some of the things that we've been talking about that obviously causes you know a sort of stress and struggle amongst women of color. And so I have a question that is like, what does it mean to you to be like a strong black woman? And I know also on your social media, you say you kind of channel your ancestors to help you power through in a sort of way. Can you also mm -hmm. share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, man, to be a to be a strong black woman, um, it comes with, you know, two different sides. Right. Um, to be strong is also is like the question comes up of, well, what are you having to be strong against? Like, what are you having to deal with mm -hmm. that requires strength in order to just live, let alone create a family, let alone create a successful relationship, create a successful career? Um, your endurance is looked at as um, this, you know, this thing to be proud of. But also it's like, well, the endurance has been um, almost 
forced upon you based off an environment that you exist in and that you were created Mm -hmm. in so that is not equal across the board as far as having to be strong like oh you're so strong and all the things you have to deal with right like I think it's really important to understand that strength is is a is a good thing right yeah but also well (laughs) there are (laughs) factors that you shouldn't have to even deal with Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't have to um almost prove your strength through how much you can take and i think black women have been on the forefront of that of well how strong are you how willing are you to go through these things and still come out on top i mean the resilience of black women is out of this world it's incredible um but unfortunately it's been due to the amount of uh, trauma that -hmm. we've had to experience just to again live our life right right exactly um and so another one of those like those like challenges and it like it leads to high expectations and a lot of like self-doubt I know for me personally that happens a lot so what advice do you have for women of color who struggle with these challenges and like how pers like how do you personally like preserve your energy and your strength to you know keep going and fighting the good fight and just you know making sure you're mentally intact. Yeah. Um, At first, I really, really struggled with this balance. Like, Mm -hmm. I really thought it was my job to change these systematic issues that directly affected me and my community. Um, But then I started taking a shift in regards to, okay, well, what is in my control? What is in my capacity? And also, where am I better off investing my energy towards? So you're talking about systems that have been existing for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. So for me as an individual to take on that system and say, us as a black community has to change this. I don't think it is black people's responsibility to change racism. I think Mm -hmm. it is the responsibility of the host of racism to actually address that. Right. Um, But ultimately we still have to be on this, um, this defensive mode. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If you are being affected by it, then that means you have to have some type of defense. Um, But I think the investment in understanding what can you develop for yourself and for your community that's not dependent on um, the wider community of America to approve of you, to look at you as equal human being, to invest in you. um, Those are the type of things that I feel like when you understand your individual power and you understand that no one's coming to save you Mm -hmm. you start to figure out okay well how can I save myself and how can I really um positively impact the people who are around me like I may not change the whole world right but I'm definitely going to try for my little world that I can positively impact so balance is huge for me Mm -hmm. um and it's definitely like an ancient practice especially with like ancient command I'm super into learning Mm -hmm. about different civilizations who um had this kind of spiritual understanding um and then practices that are healthy for me of Mm -hmm. managing stress uh managing um stress through like meditation through yoga um a fairly Uh, I would say good diet, Mm -hmm. Um, though I'm not perfect, you know, it's just like, how can I personally limit the things that are going to negatively impact me Mm -hmm. and my bloodline? You know what I mean? Um, We're not like I'm not separate from the children I eventually want to have. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, even if they're not here yet, it's like my genes and my DNA now, if I can if I can change it or shift it any type of way to to positively impact not only the physical body of of who I will want to bring into the world, but the emotional and mental uh, well-being of them too. So it's like a, you know, it's a lot to consider that not everybody is taking on Mm -hmm. um, and not everyone has to take on, right? Right. Um, So I think just being gentle with myself of like, hey, this is a lot. 
you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and to back to the, what you said about the ancestor, that's really important yeah. to me of being connected to my ancestors and understanding their strength and their power and um, the sacrifices that were made to ultimately lead to a place where I can start to exercise my freedom, my freedom to choose, my freedom to love, my freedom to be happy, right. um, all of these things. You know, it's like I, I don't think um, – I have to sacrifice my life mm-hmm. um, and my well-being and my joy and my happiness um, in order to change these systems, right? I yes. Think, I think we're very powerful when we come together and we understand, okay, mm-hmm. well, this system ain't working. Let's start creating our own stuff. Let's start creating our own schools and our programs that educate our children, right. educate ourselves, and empower us. So, Right. That's very good. And I know you, you just mentioned some of those things, but um, what are some, like, What's some advice or like tips you would give for just anyone listening to help support all women and also women of color, obviously, to, you know, progress through this day and age. So when you do, you know, raise and have children, they'll be hopefully in a better society. Right, right. Um, Well, I think education is a huge part of that, Um, not just formal education in the sense of, you know, it existing within institutions, Mm -hmm. but actually talking to people, actually being willing to ask those uncomfortable questions, um, especially if you exist outside of the black community, willing to be that person of like, well, my ancestors did not do this. So now Mm -hmm. I need to be the one to do this, which is, you know, again, asking those hard questions, facing your own biases, Mm -hmm. uh, facing different things that you... um, um, you may have practiced or has been normalized to practice that is actually harmful to other communities mm-hmm. is my main advice of really getting educated. And that's both on, you know, the our ancestors have a long history of books and articles and okay. research that they've, you know, um, dedicated their life to. Mm-hmm. So it's like, read it. Read <laughs> you know what it, I mean? If you want to yeah. do anything to respect um, to respect a community is to, is to learn about the community and to right. learn what they need rather than giving subscriptions to what you think that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of performative activism going on. And it's like, well, if you look at the root of things of what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to stand up for? Um, what are you willing to um, address within yourself that's going to be to me the biggest change that you're going to see in a society uh, let alone the children that they end up having that are also going to be a part of society so mm-hmm. whether you're in the black community or you're not in the black community we're still a part of this human race you know what I mean yeah. um, so if we can start to learn how to coexist whether we agree or not and respect mm-hmm. each other's humanity um, I think we're going to be in a way better situation right. so um that would be my main advice is to start learning to start, start learning yeah and, like hold I, each other accountable absolutely yes, yes. absolutely and call things with for what they are mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable you know it what is, i mean yeah it is and it's like a lot of people do not want to um don't want that yeah you know what i mean of course like just in your physical body how how being uncomfortable manifests you know it could be very difficult for some people or maybe they've had to ask questions that they've never asked before so i feel like facing that and actually you know saying i'm willing to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. i'm willing to be a part of the change um is going to be huge yes absolutely i 100 percent agree and another saying that i've heard is like black history is american history i know in some states they've asked parents like do you want your child to opt out of learning about 
black history mm. and it's just it's baffling because it's like that is yeah. a part of American history you know yeah. just as much of learning about you know the Native Americans and yeah. all sorts of other things so it's just it's definitely something where you need to you know read up on it take accountability and have those uncomfortable conversations like you said right mm -hmm. I think too to your point um, in regards to like just the education side of, of what we're even learning about each other yeah. um, in institutions where we have to be there, right? Like mm -hmm. like education <laughs> from K through the 12 is like mandatory. Yeah. Um, so it's like how how come, how come like how do we have curriculum that's not representative of the people that it's supposed to teach? Right. Um, and I think um, America does a very poor job of that, of, of making sure that everybody who partakes in this society should have a voice. And um, ultimately, communities should be able to speak for themselves. And the truth is, to me, what is most important, like whether you agree or yeah. not, this is what has happened. Exactly. There's the facts and the evidence and all of that behind yeah. it. Um, and then we can debate on the side of what's right or wrong. But mm -hmm. let's just talk about the facts and allow people access to that. Yes. But we've had, again, we've had hundreds of years so mm -hmm. far of not even having access to the truth uh, because of these narratives that were wanting to be built to where you know we're not including you in the American society we don't even factor you in as yeah. uh, equal human you mm -hmm. know what I mean to five-fifths community like that is based off of the three-fifths compromise where right. African um, African American people were deemed as three-fifths of a human just to be calculated into the population so mm -hmm. if you have those type of roots to where you're not even a human being um, we have to look at okay well how else has those type of beliefs policies laws even from Jim Crow laws how has that affected us today right you can't exactly. say that it hasn't because we again we have that we have the, mm -hmm. um, the, the research and the history and, and the facts to to pull up to prove yes. that it has exactly 100% well, thank you so much for sharing all your thoughts and we thank the viewers for listening and hope to have you back again soon. And it was a pleasure. So thanks for listening.